It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Good Saturday morning to you. Here we are on Peachtree Street in Midtown Atlanta. A very chilly 30, 31 degrees. You're going to wake up to cold weather, folks. Some of you may wake up to snow, depending on where you are located in North Georgia. So good morning. Welcome to Green and Growing. Of course, I'm your host, Ashley Frasca, out of the traffic seat that I sit in Monday through Friday mornings and Saturday mornings here to talk to you about plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. I love how we came up with that in the in the show open because we really want this show green and growing to encompass more than just lawns and gardens there's so much more to our outdoor world like houseplants and birds and just things in nature and eventually over time what I'd really like to cover on the show too is recycling and conservation and just the, the name Green and Growing leaves us open to so many topics and so many things that I can discover and research and learn about for you and then share my knowledge with you. So last weekend was a blast. I really appreciate everybody bringing me back for my second show today, eight minutes after the hour. So really, the theme of the show today is birding. I went to a fantastic birding class at Pike Nursery a few weeks ago and got so many good tips and so many good ideas. And birding is something that you can be doing right now, despite the cold weather, especially important now to be observing your backyard birds, even in the parks and things like that, but really when they need food and they need to be storing up energy as well. So we'll talk about that. And of course, take all of your calls. I'd like to hear from more of you today. 404-872-0750. Of course, the number here on 95.5 WSB. Already have some calls lined up and I have a special piece I want to share with you momentarily. But first, I would love to go down to Spalding County and say good morning to Nicole. Hey, Nicole, good morning. Ashley. I missed hearing from you last Saturday, but how are you? Fine, fine, fine. Um, I want to uh, uh, connect you on the Master Gardening course. Oh, you, Ashley, you're going to be so... Uh, impressed because they share from one state to the other and from one country to the other now. And you can go inside the uh, the room and they have walls and walls of reading. Master Gardener is the real thing. It, it really is. You know, I mean, you have to commend. We have such a good flagship institution here in Georgia, the University of Georgia, of course, their College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences and the UGA Extension offices that put on those Master Gardener courses. So, Nicole, maybe for someone that's from a state that doesn't have that or someone new to gardening that doesn't know what we're talking about, what are Master Gardener classes? Um, they, I don't know how many hours, they teach you, I guess, once a week or twice a week, uh, and a lot of speaker, and they talk about soil, and they talk about every single thing. The best thing is the big book that they give you. I mean, this book is only for Master Gardener, and all the topic, and sometimes you don't remember, you go back to this book, and, uh, it's it's the real thing that is it's research based and there's no lies, no amplica- amplification of stuff, you know. Right. Uh Master Gardeners once a year I don't know what mine was uh, from November to March, but it's been two thousand one, it's been a long time. And they're free. That's yeah. that's a great resource that the University of Georgia and the Extension offices provide us as citizens. So depending on what county you live in here in Metro Atlanta, you would call one eight hundred oh, excuse me. 
1-800-ASK-UGA-1, 1-800-ASK-UGA-1, and they are able to hook you up with your local county extension office and then you can like you said find out when the classes begin and end and I'll tell you Nicole as many years as you and I have spoken I've admired your knowledge and just your curiosity for nature and things like that and I'd always talk to you about wanting to do master gardener classes but at the time years ago on WSB I was working traffic in the mornings and then had to go straight to Herman Cain's radio show that was three hours in the morning and this was always the time of day that the classes were offered of course a lot of retired folks and things go to the classes so they're during the weekdays and I could never make it and wouldn't you know it just fate came together in 2020 that the classes are in my area on Saturdays and I can go after this show so yeah I mean people like you have motivated me and Nicole to do it and I'm so looking forward to it I actually have my first class today I'm such a nerd I have my notebook I have my pen I'm ready to go my first class today my first master gardener class is after the show it's about edible landscapes so that's really just a huge topic but a fun thing to open with right Yes, pair with somebody that's older, and because they don't, they don't have uh, they have the skill inside, you know, their garden and everything. But you're gonna learn so much because they have the knowledge. But you have to be commit committed because um, uh, you have to go and give back some hours after that. Uh, I, in those days, it was eighty hours yes. of uh, community hours. And they expect you to read, uh, before you get to the class, they expect to read uh, maybe sometime 100 pages. If you like, like reading, it's, it's the best. But it, it is a base research. That's why it's so important. There's no fake. It's all, it's all there. Yeah. And so many states that share all the information that's what's important too. oh yeah i've passed i mean i've you know come across articles from the university of minnesota and texas a and m and i mean all of them sharing research about whether pests or diseases or or things like that so it's amazing yeah things that affect us nationwide but i think that's important that you said that i love continuing education i, I always loved school i loved going to college and so this is kind of continuing education. But the second part of the Master Gardener course, as you mentioned, is volunteerism. And that, that means something to me, too. I'm pretty involved in a lot of organizations in, in Metro Atlanta. But giving back and beautifying, whether, you know, it's something in your neighborhood or a local park or maybe a community garden or something like that or a tree sale, you know, volunteering to work a tree sale or a plant sale. I think that's so important for people to really, you know, interact with the community and see what their, what their work is producing and how people are attracted to it. So uh, uh, how long yours going to last, Ashley? Um, it's like every other Saturday, so they don't end till September. And then there's a couple of months where it's just one Saturday. So pretty much from now through September, and that's for, for my county up in northwest Georgia. And other counties are different, you know, and they're like you said, their schedules are different as well. So, Nicole, that's great. I really appreciate you bringing that up, and I appreciate you calling today, too. Enjoy your day, Ashley. Oh, you too. I hope you have a great weekend. Stay warm down there. I think you're south of I-20, though. You may not see the uh, the big white S word. We're, we're not sure yet. I don't think that's going to uh, happen. <laughs> I don't think so. All right. You take care, Nicole. Thank you so much for calling. Enjoy your day. You too. 404-872-0750. So going back to today's theme, but like I said, we will take calls on anything, anything you're curious about, anything you need help with in your garden, 404-872-0750. But the birding class that I took at Pike Nursery, I always get the opportunity to be out on the streets and I carry a microphone everywhere I go and I want to pick people's brains and learn more from them. So this is just a little sneak peek of how that birding class went when I was over in West Cobb County. 
So what's your first name? Where are you from? Barry. I'm from Mableton. And what are you doing at Pike Nursery today? Uh, I'm enjoying the lesson with Mickey on uh, birding. Give me one thing you learned today. I know you learned a lot, but one thing you learned today that you didn't already know. Uh, about the uh, robins. When they look like they're listening for the food moving in the ground, they're actually just looking. And what birds are your favorite ones that you see in your landscape? I see great blue herons, and I see plenty of geese. The hawks are awesome to know that there's a healthy environment to support their being there. So you must live near the water. I do. I have a pond in the backyard, and there's a large lake in the neighborhood. So how fun is that to have that in your landscape? That's something different. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, When I first moved there, I was always deterring my time to fishing, but now I do gardening. My name is Jesse Sharp, and we live here in Kennesaw. Give me one thing you learned at this birding class today that you didn't know about birds. I think the ground-dwelling, the the low-dwelling birds were very interesting. What are some of the birds that you see in your landscape? Cardinals, and we had a bunch of doves the other day that kind of surprised me. We haven't seen those yet. And describe your yard to me. What makes it hospitable to be in a good habitat for birds? Well, we just built a new house, so we're working on the hospitality, but we have bird feeders right now, so that's drawing in our cardinals. What's your name? Where are you from? Mike Filardi from Marietta. Why are you at a birding class today? We wanted to see what birds we could attract to our condo. What birds are you currently seeing? A lot of birds I don't want to see. We're, we're looking for hummingbirds, okay? And uh, love to see some cardinals. One thing in this class in particular that you learned today that you didn't already know. Hummingbirds will go after plants, not just water. My name is uh, Kimberly, and uh, I live right here in West Cobb. So we met at a pike nursery. What were we doing here this morning? Learning about how to attract birds into in your yard. It was just fun. Something A way to start your Saturday with that was something different for me. Now, what's one cool thing or one really interesting thing you learned that's like still stuck in your brain from this morning? I guess I love the part on the uh, hummingbirds. Um, I've had a hummingbird feeder for a couple of years. I haven't hung it, and now I'm more motivated to do that this year. And she said not to do that until May. And she gave us the tips on how to uh, make our own nectar to, to put in that feeder. And what are some of the birds that you see already in your yard or in your landscape? Uh, I always see blue jays. I see cardinals. It's Scott Slade. Did you know you can listen to Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca on Saturday mornings on your smart speaker? And me too, weekday mornings. Just tell your smart speaker, play 95.5 WSB, and we're on. 95.5 WSB, Atlanta's news and talk. Brian, Here's can I Ashley. see that paper for a sec? Huh, that's odd. I thought that would be big news. You thought what would be big news? Well, there seems to be an absence of a certain ornithological piece. <laughs> a headline regarding mass awareness of a certain avian variety. What are you talking about? Oh, have you not heard? It was my understanding that everyone had heard. Heard what? Brian, don't! <laughs> For those of you who don't know, that is from Family Guy, Surfing Bird. I love it. I thought it was appropriate for today's theme. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Jason, for tracking that down. 
All right. So something a little more serious today. The weather brought to you by Finley Roofing. I know a lot of you want to know. So according to Kirk Mellish's blog on WSBRadio.com, an interesting system coming in after 7 a.m. today, give or take a couple of hours, but ending after lunchtime. Some snow, some rain, no freezing rain. Thankfully, though, highs are only going to reach 46 and mid-40s today. Light snow developing throughout the morning and lows overnight dipping down to about 33. A warm-up tomorrow, mix of sun and clouds. High of 57 and low of 44. So definitely stick with WSB Radio and WSBRadio.com, our app for this winter weather advisory, just to see what we can expect after sunrise this morning. Now it's time for your garden to-do list and what I want you doing this weekend. Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Here's your garden to-do list this week. So I get it. I totally respect the fact that it's like 30 degrees. A lot of you may not get out today except to run to the grocery store, maybe for milk and bread. But I guarantee there are always things you can be doing in the landscape. Maybe wait till tomorrow. A high of around 57. It's going to be a little more pleasant and hopefully drier. Cutting back pampas grass and maiden grass. A lot of you may have already seen that done in your areas, but still now is a good time to do it. Leave brown stems up to maybe about 12 inches high. Doing that with a machete or something very, very sharp is really going to save you a lot of time, be a more efficient way to do it. Uh, Controlling Ivy. Walter Reeves has shared some emails that uh, he has gotten from some of you over the course of a couple of weeks about ivy crawling up into your homes or cinder block or just invading the yard. Now that everything else is brown and lacking leaves, you're really able to tackle that English ivy, whether it's with a weed eater, roundup, or manual removal. And one of the last things to do, according to the University of Georgia, the College of Agricultural and Environmental Sciences, a new pest to invade peach trees. Go figure. They're, they're really on the move with the San Jose thing. So horticultural oil, That is this is now a good time to apply that to peach trees prior to the onset of bud swell, which is about this time of year. Don't prune the peach trees yet, but now that you can actually see the tree without any leaves or anything like that, a good application of horticultural oil may be good. 404-872-0750. David, hey, really quickly in Fayetteville, I wanted to get your question. Good morning. Morning. Thank you for taking my call, Ashley. Uh-huh. Uh, trying to establish bink in a fairly large area. I wanted to see if I can use either pre-emergent or broadleaf weed killer to um, control chickweed. Yes. Okay. So two different questions, right? So what's the area where you've got that you're imagining to put the vinca? Is it kind of partial shade, deep shade? Uh, it's uh, filtered shade under some pine trees in the front yard, and it's a fairly large area. The vinca has already started. It's just... Um, this winter, last winter, I spent a good bit of time hand-pulling the chickweed. Okay, yep. So when you have chickweed in different grasses, there's definitely a difference on how you can apply that. But we're really talking about it's invading more of just a, a perennial bed-type area that you want to do. So amazequin, that's like image. Image is a brand of amazequin. That's the chemical in it, image for nutgrass. That can be applied uh, as long as you know nothing in the area is really trying to, to fight off the vinca. So if really chickweed is just what you're dealing with, that might be a good chemical to use or weed be gone. You can also use something called weed be gone. That's going to help okay. with chickweed as well. Yeah, just a light spot spray, you know, where it needs to be. That should help you get it under control. Excellent. All right. Well, appreciate the tip very much. Thank you so much, David. And you know what I would love? I have a Facebook page, Green and Growing WSB is the Facebook page. I would love for all of you to share pictures with me of how the vinca turns out or things that you're trying in the landscape. I want to learn and kind of follow along with you as you're trying these things. So coming up on 628 now, 95.5 WSB, you're listening to Green and Growing. We'll be right back after this. Oh, yeah. 
life. Caterpillar to a butterfly. It's Green and Growing with Ashley Frasca. Plants, flowers, trees, and stuff. Brought to you by Pike Nurseries. On 95.5 WSB. Welcome back to Green and Growing on 95.5 WSB. I'm Ashley Frasca along with you until 9 a.m. this morning. The theme of the show is going to be birding. I'll be joined by Mickey Gazaway later in the show and we're and, uh, and also a researcher from the Cornell Lab of Ornithology as well to really kind of pique your interest hopefully about birding if it's something you've never done. I said birding at work to my male coworkers the other day and they didn't understand. They were like, burning? burning bernie sanders like what what are you talking about so birding just the taking time to sit outside in nature and just relax and watch the birds and just be curious about the world around you and i mean i i I don't know i'm in my late 30s and maybe that sounds like an older person thing to do but i have always really enjoyed just uh, identifying birds i've got a really good bird book i'll share with you later in the show and also taking your calls 404-872-0750 if you're wondering what you can be doing today if you want to be out and about in this cold weather just bundle up Kirk Mellish says that some of this winter weather advisory, a lot of it may taper off after lunchtime, maybe perhaps one or two o'clock this afternoon. Today and this weekend is the North Atlanta Home Show at the Infinite Energy Center up in Gwinnett. Dave Baker will be broadcasting live from there, and you'll be able to catch him once the doors open at 10 a.m. Of course, his show is 10 to noon. And then Atlanta Living with Belinda Skelton, she'll be there as well. The doors open at 10, and admission is typically $6 if you buy online or $8 if you buy at the box office. You're free if you're a senior citizen over the age of 65, or if you bring the kids and they're 12 and under, they get free admission as well. So that going on today and tomorrow, you can find out more information at NorthAtlantaHomeShow.com. Really appreciate all of us being able to be a part of that show year after year. It's a great show and something really fun to do with the family. And also, later on in the show, we'll tell you more about the free orchid class at Select Pike Nursery Stores today, so you want to stay tuned for that. 404-872-0750. Out to the phones we go. Mike, you're the second caller from Griffin this morning. How you doing? Good morning. Doing so, okay. Great, great. How can we help? I um I have uh, some Leland cypress trees in the yard, mm-hmm. and uh, and this to make it short and sweet. Um, the the um the well the needles the trees um one of them has uh, started turning brown mm-hmm. and um and uh so i'd like to know what is the cause of that now this could be one of two things there was a drought that occurred like in the fall of last year and a lot of them just became really stressed with the drought So hopefully if we just take the easy route and think that that may be it, there's not anything you can do. A lot of them will green back up. We've kind of, Walter and I have kind of noticed this pattern over the last few months. So that could be, but if you really want to get down in there and check for a ceridium canker, that is something that is quite common in Leland Cypress as well. What you want to do, you can see the canker damage if you skin back the bark with a pocket knife and you'll be able to kind of see that closer to where the the branch, the limb meets the tree. So that might be something you want to look carefully into as well, because once the caker is infecting the tree, there's not a whole lot you can do at that point. You can cut out some of the limbs and the dieback, you know, to slow it maybe, but there's just no fungicide. There's no nothing that you can do. So if that's something you want to look a little more carefully into, that might be good. Okay. One of them, I know I... uh 
started seeing that, and uh, uh, maybe I'd heard about that before mm-hmm. the 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 canker thing that you mentioned, and uh, but uh, and I cut a couple limbs off, and uh, the one tree, and you know that that helped it, and it's uh, it's not that way, but one of the other trees is. Um, just about completely brown, so it probably needs to be cut down. Yeah, yeah, that but, uh, will probably not bounce back, unfortunately, once an evergreen is gone like that. So, yeah, it, it sounds to me maybe it's just drought, so I would kind of maybe just, you know, make sure it stays evenly watered throughout these cold months and just hope that it's going to bounce back a little bit. And for anybody that's looking to plant Leland Cypress, they're so popular, of course, it's like a privacy a screening you know, tree as well, yeah. but um, just shallowly rooted. You got to water it deeply. So, yeah, I think you might be okay, Mike. All right. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Have a good weekend. <laughs> you enjoy. Stay warm. 404-872-0750. So visit WalterReeves.com if you want to know more about what Ceridium canker looks like. So many of us want to do anything we can to protect our Leland Cypress. They're so important. And of course, you don't want to cut them down because they're going to take a long time to come back if you have to plant new ones and you're using them as a privacy hedge. So speaking of Walter, Walter's wondering. That's something that we know our friend does and he wants to learn about the world around him. So I recently had a conversation with Walter about something he wanted to share with us. Walter's Wondering, Wondering, the definitive questions and answers from WSB's OG garden guru, Walter Reeves. All right, in this part of the show, folks, Walter Wonders. You've known his voice for 26 years on the show. Couldn't be a garden show on WSB Radio in Atlanta without Walter. So Walter wonders about things that he sees in the landscape as he's driving around, maybe even things, questions, problems that he hears from you. And kind of observing those and then sharing the observations with us. So, Walter, thanks for coming back today. Oh, it's great fun. Great fun, actually. I got an email this past week from a woman who was wondering, would it be bad to spread the ashes of her beloved dog on her landscape? And the answer is no. There's no problem at all. Ashes of humans or animals, for that matter, there's no problem in putting them on the landscape. Now, you with the chemistry background that you have, what's the physical components of ashes uh, for the human and for the animal it would be mostly uh, calcium because calcium is in your bones and that's the last thing that gets deteriorated by the flames and for wood ashes is uh, a little bit of potassium mostly carbon in wood ashes i guess the advantage of having calcium in the cremated ashes from an animal or, or a person is the calcium acts like lime on your soil and we know that lime is good for your garden good for your lawn good for your this that and the other and so you certainly can so you're actually doing a benefit for the uh, lawn or the landscape by spreading ashes, both cremated ashes and lawn ash or wood fire ash. And the only, I guess, worry might be for wood ashes is you don't want to put too much. They have a lot of ability to raise the pH of the soil pretty high, and that's not good for grasses. So you have a limit on how much ashes you can put out on your lawn or your landscape. If I were going to give a, a idea of how much, it would be around 20 pounds of ashes per thousand square feet. So a bucket, a bucket of ashes per thousand square feet would be about what I think is safe. And you could probably do that twice a year. This lady that emailed you that question, which is a great question, did she have some particular area in the landscape in mind? I mean, you've got vegetable 
garden bed. You've just got the flower bed across the lawn. It could really yeah. benefit all of those areas. I think all of them. And it's completely sterile, so there's no worry of disease or anything like that to put in near the vegetables or something she might eat. So there's no problem there. But I told her one of the notes that I made for her in my reply, it might have an indirect benefit because if this is a place that she's remembering her beloved pet and she visits that area more often, then she might find bugs and diseases and problems with her landscape plants there that she might not find otherwise. So if she visits frequently to uh, to mourn and remember her pet, then she might be a better landscape because of that. It might be a better area because of it, because she came and watched. It's the best fertilizer there is, the gardener's shadow. I love that. The gardener's shadow, best fertilizer you can put on. So put some super important attention to those places in particular, sure. And so we talk about nutrients in the soil, kind of what things they need. One of the most prevalent questions you got on the Lawn and Garden Show was folks just, well, I've heard I need lime. I'm probably going to go out and buy it. Walter, what do I do? Do they need it? Do they not? Tell them how to do it properly. You know, I want to go back before that and say something that I have not done a good job on the radio. You will do a better job, I'm sure, Ashley. How big is your lawn? Oh, if numbers, forget it. It's numbers forget. That's the way a lot of people feel. And I just said a minute ago, 40 pounds of ashes per thousand square feet is the maximum I put down at, uh, in a year, 20 pounds at one time. But how many thousand square feet do you have in your lawn, Ashley Frasca? Well, I mean, folks think of it in terms of I'm on an acre. I'm uh-huh. on half an acre. How many thousand square feet in an acre? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly the answer most people would give. And, and your lawn is not like perfectly square, no. so it's tough to figure if you grid it out. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, and then it's... if you're on an acre lot, the house is part of that. You right. get the driveway is part of that. The back patio is part of that. It doesn't get fertilized or lime applied to it. It's not hard to do. It's just something you do once and mark the marks on the door of your garage or put it somewhere where you don't forget. But you try to divide the yard into as many rectangles as you can because a rectangle is easy to deal with, with some height, with some height. Add them all together, 4,500 square feet. So that's how I did it. You can pace it off if you like pacing things off and doing that. But it's important to know how big your lawn is because so many bags of fertilizer, say, covers 15,000 square feet, covers 10,000 square feet. If you don't know how big your lawn is, the temptation is to say, Eh, I'm just going to put it in a spreader and just let it go. Yeah, let it go. Just put it out there. <laughs> 20 pounds per thousand, 80 pounds. Yeah, right. That's not a good idea. So for lime lime, the powdery stuff you know you put out, mm-hmm. the reason you put lime out is because it makes nutrients, nitrogen and phosphorus and potassium is the plant really needs. It makes it more available to the plant. So for lime, the general recommendation is 40 pounds of lime per thousand square feet. And if you do that, then you make the nitrogen and the phosphorus and the potassium and the fertilizer bag more available to your plants, which is what you want. You don't want to waste your dollars when you buy a fertilizer. You don't want that dollar that you buy nitrogen or buy the lawn fertilizer. You don't want that to be wasted. So if I've never limed anything in my yard in nine years, probably be a good thing to do. Probably a good thing to do because soil in Georgia tends to be more acid than it should be. And the more acid soil is, the less available nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium are to the plant. And if you haven't done it in nine years, yeah, I'm going to take a flyer here and say 50 pounds per thousand square feet. And what's the time of year now? 
any dang time you get around wow. to it. Because it takes lime a while to dissolve. It takes it, oh, months and months, really. Have a soil test done, Miss mm-hmm. Frasca. University of Georgia soil test is 1-800-ASK-UGA-1 is the phone it. number 1-800. you can call Say to find your local county extension. 1-800-ASK-UGA-1. Very good. Folks, all the things you've always wondered about liming your landscape, your lawn, your flower beds, there you have it. Now we just got to get you a measuring tape and off you go. Thank you, Walter. A pleasure to be fun with you. Anything with numbers, you can forget about it. That's why I went to a broadcasting school. So thank you, Walter. That was extremely helpful. And I want to share with all of you, Walter took a trip to New Zealand right after his semi-retirement. And he has been posting some fabulous, has posted fabulous pictures from New Zealand. If you're on Instagram by chance, follow him. Just type in Georgia Gardner and there you will find Walter's profile and his page and some of the really quirky, fun pictures and experiences he's had in New Zealand. So coming up on 648 now on 95.5 WSB, of course, we're going to keep a close eye on the traffic today and the weather. So let's get out to Mike Shields in the traffic center. Scott Slade here on your WSB weekend. Enjoy green and growing with Ashley Frasca and Dave Baker's Home Fix It this morning on 95.5 WSB. The WSB News team, meteorologist Kirk Mellish and I will be here Monday morning with Atlanta's morning news. Here's Ashley. Eagles, hawks, any kind of bird of prey, that is the theme of the show today. Birding, we're going to get a lot more into attracting birds to your backyard. I've got a lot of information for you, pretty jam-packed show leading up to 9 o'clock this morning. So right now, coming up on 6.55, green and growing on 95.5 WSB. want to give you a weather update brought to you by Finley Roofing. A lot of you need to know. There's a winter weather advisory, and you can check out Kirk Mellish's blog on WSBradio.com. The system coming in maybe sometime after 7 a.m. this morning. Some snow and some rain, but no freezing rain. Thankfully, it'll be moving out pretty quickly. So a high of only around 46 today. Lows in the lower 30s. Some accumulation possible, but a lot of that is going to affect the area of Metro Atlanta north of I-20. And then tomorrow, a mix of clouds and sun. Hopefully a little bit better conditions. High around 57 and a low around 44. Your complete weather forecast comes up in 10 minutes on 95.5 WSB. Really quickly, green and growing things to do now. Green Green and growing. Ashley Frasca's top three things to do this weekend. So definitely if you are into peach trees, it is not the time to prune the peach trees right now. But uh, the UGA extension uh, warning folks, peach growers, to be vigilant of San Jose scale. So that is just a pervasive bug that can affect peach crops. And now is the time to start treating that as well. This time of year, it's important to watch the temperature because horticultural oil, which is what you need to apply to fend some of that off, it can uh, cause considerable tree damage and injury if it's too cold or or if the temperature is like over 65 degrees. So right now we're kind of in that sweet spot, late January, February, to apply horticultural oil to peach trees prior to the onset of the bud swell when you really start seeing some of those those blooms start to take shape. So that is a big one. Controlling English ivy. You can get out there tomorrow and really kind of see what you're working with since not a lot of other things are growing or green right now. You'll be able to see just how to take it back. Manual removal, roundup, using a weed eater just to kind of get in there initially is probably the best thing. And third, cutting back pampas and maiden grass, something you're going to need a really sharp tool for. It takes a lot of physical activity. Those of you who have done it know that. And kind of a tip section it off with duct tape that makes it a little more manageable to try to you know 
cut away at section by section instead of going after the whole thing. Leave the brown stems about 12 inches high. I do want to take some of your calls coming up at 7 o'clock. Plus, I'll be joined by Mickey Gazaway in studio and a special guest, a conversation I'll be having with Becca Radomsky-Bish all the way from Ithaca, New York, about the great backyard bird count. That is something that's fun coming up next weekend. And I want as many of you involved as we can get because I, I kind of put a challenge on the table and I don't want to lose. I don't like losing. So Michael and McDonough and Lucille and Ballground, y'all stick around and the rest of you, you can call Green and Growing at 404-872-0750. We'll be back after a quick check of news, weather and traffic on 95.5 WSB. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.